Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey y'all, welcome back to another podcast episode. We pray that you're having a great Monday so far if you're listening to this on a Monday, which is when we're uploading. We don't know about y'all, but Mondays can sometimes be discouraging and just kind of rough sometimes, especially since it's just a new week, whether you're in school and just trying to get all your stuff in a row and handling schedules and all of that and then work and all that good stuff. Life just in general can be really rough sometimes. So hopefully these episodes provide just a little break from all of that and uh, just give you some encouragement and some challenging thoughts to just implement in your week um, and to kind of challenge you in your relationship with Jesus and to just keep that a priority. So before we get into today's episode, we want to just uh, run y'all past a couple updates as far as blog where you can find us and all that good stuff. So Maddie, will you update us? All right. So if you do want to go check out our blog, we upload new, we upload new We post post new blog posts every Thursday, so you can find us at thefew.blog, all lowercase. Just stick that in Safari or Google, whatever you look stuff up on, and it should come right up. Or we have a link in the description of this podcast to get to the blog. We upload new podcast episodes every Monday, like Lily said, and we've been doing some pretty good ones lately. So if you want to go and listen to those, same platform as what you're listening to this on. And then we also have Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor pages that you guys can go check out. We do some extra posts on there uh, throughout the week just to encourage y'all. So I think that's it, right, Lily? I think so. Okay, let's dig in here. A couple, oh, it's probably been a couple months now. I saw a quote by Ann Voskamp. I've read a couple of her books and it's just super good. She has a little devotional thing that she does often and she had a quote that really hit me, especially with all the different things that are going on in our world right now. And she said, what we need right now is less outrage and more outreach. And this could not be a truer statement for, like I said, what we're going through right now in our world. There are so many people and even Christians, and this has kind of annoyed me, like this is just, I don't know if it's just me or if other people feel this way, but I have been very annoyed with Christians who are just like passively breaking out and just enraged against other people. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it or word it. It's just like they literally erupt with anger when you start talking about things that are going on or, you know, just our world and everything. It's it's like they are just so fueled by those arguments and those different things that are going on because that's all everybody's talking about right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the virus, we have 
all the political stuff, which we discussed a couple weeks ago. I mean, there's just the list goes on, the riots and everything else. And that's all that is being posted on social media. That is all that people talk about when you go into a store or you go to get your hair done or you go to whatever. Like, that's what people talk about. That's just the natural thing right now. And I can't help but ask myself and think, what if we were different in this time and responded differently than everybody else is? You know, like, what would it look like if Christians actually did so much more outreach and when other people were enraged about all the different things that are going on in our world, what if we were the ones to actually put their souls at rest with the truth and the peace of Christ that we have and that we can give to them and through the gospel? Um, Because obviously, the people that are getting angry and just, you know, waging war on everybody when they talk to them and stuff. Obviously, they're not too focused on Jesus, in my opinion. You know, they're struggling to keep him first in their life, obviously. So, Maddie, what do you think about that? I want to have a good discussion about what would it look like if we didn't have as much outrage right now. I think it would look way, way different, especially you know, as we're talking about this, I just think back of like, when was the last time that I was on an outreach? Because it has been a while because we haven't been able to go on outreaches just because everything was closed and stuff. And so you couldn't really like go anywhere to talk to anyone. And then we start seeing all of this rage and hatred and just flat out evil stuff going on in our world. And I think that that honestly has something to do with it is that Mm -hmm. we weren't able to meet in our churches for a really long time and we weren't able to go on outreaches for a really long time. So I think that even as Christians, that's affecting us not being able to go to church, not being able to get with our small groups. Obviously, now we are, which is great, but I feel like that really affected people Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways, not just in kind of the depressed, like, oh, I don't want to stay home anymore. I think that it's affecting people's souls, Yeah, literally. Like, it is going on six months that most of us have been in lockdown, and obviously some of that stuff is being lifted or whatever. Lifted. But I think that that really had side effects Mm -hmm. uh, for people, and so I think that our world would look so different if Christians would actually stay focused on Jesus, Mm -hmm. not on the stuff that's being said on Facebook and Instagram, and, you know, I think those things can be, like, toxic Mm -hmm. um, if you're not being focused on Jesus. So... Yeah, I think that Ann Voskamp has a really good point with that quote. Yeah, well, I do too. So let's talk about that because that's interesting to me. I guess I haven't like thought about it in that kind of perspective because what we're hearing from, I mean, not that like our news is talking about how it's affecting the church or anything, but as Christians, our mindset is that, well, us not being in church and us not doing anything is affecting the lost, which it is like in crazy ways. And let's get to that in a minute. But first, it is affecting the church in so many different ways. Not only were we not able to meet, but I bet you that a lot of families weren't doing anything during that time, you know? 
And so, obviously, I think the first two, three, maybe even a month um, into all the lockdown stuff and everything that was going on, I think that there were a lot of people who were like, oh, online church, you know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of different. We can kind of chat with everybody, um, you know, through the different uh, device, you know, technology stuff. And and this is kind of cool. We can just hang out as family. And I think that was cool for like the first couple weeks. I don't know about everybody else, but after those first couple of weeks, I was sick of it. I was like, this is not, okay, this is not how church is supposed to be. We're supposed to be together. This is just so different. And I remember us as the few, like we took off a few weeks in the beginning of that. I mean, we still did it over yeah. Zoom and stuff, but we took off, I want to say what, it was like a month, that first month that we were like totally, yeah. you know, lockdown and coming back together that first week that we could it was so amazing like I can't even it was crazy how like and I think that this is starting to wear off Mm -hmm. again too but it was crazy how much you realized yeah that you took those groups you took your Mm -hmm. church you took your fellow believers for granted absolutely and like you said first week coming back to bible study was amazing Mm -hmm. like it was just nice to not be over a screen not have all those technical difficulties where everyone's like yeah i can't hear you or you know i can't see you anymore you're froze up or whatever Mm -hmm. like it was just so nice to just have actual interaction right and i think that we're losing sight of that again Mm -hmm. you know we've been back at least we have been back to church for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were just thankful for it in the beginning. And I think that that's another reason that I don't know that there's just so much tension, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think back to our church did, like, the drive-in, you know, church for a couple weeks and stuff. And people yeah. were, like, genuinely happy. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but I haven't seen that in a while. You know, like, where Which they is were sad actually that we haven't seen that. Yeah, but I've seen that in a lot of churches, too. Like, I'm not just Mm -hmm. picking on our local church that we go to or whatever, but, like, they were genuinely happy to come worship Jesus. Like, seeing people, even as crazy as it was, singing in their cars and, you know, bringing their Bibles and everything else. It wasn't just, like, getting to see each other again. And that's what I was kind of discouraged that people kind of played it up like, oh, we get to see each other again. Yeah, that's great. But for me, the excitement came from I get to worship my savior and like devote this time to him because mm-hmm. like when i was at home i would seriously find myself oh, i'll go work on some school while you know the sermon's wrapping up or i'll go do this or oh i've got to go grab this or you know text this person back or whatever and i find myself very distracted when we we're in that kind of setting you mm-hmm. know and so i don't know i know that was a tangent but just being able to come back to what Jesus originally intended church to be, you know, and not only that, but just a community of believers, whether it be Bible study or whatever, it was so amazing. Like you had Mm -hmm. this, you could really feel the encouragement. And like you said, I think we kind of come to those things and we just get immune to, well, this is what we do. We sing this song, you know, and, and we don't, feel encouraged after because we're just like, okay, this, you have expectations. And I think coming back to those things, we didn't because it was just kind of new again in a way, in a sense. So not only has it affected believers in that way and made them more discouraged and stuff, but I think it has affected them to be more 
irritable and more angry in different situations that they're in because they don't have that encouragement. They don't have that challenge to be better than the world and to be different. And so because of that, then I think we were allowing um, sin into our lives that way and other people were seeing that. So we were spreading that in the world, whether we were intentionally doing it or not. I think that it reached other believers and non-believers and then now look at our world, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying that that is the only reason. It's not because we see so much evil, right? I mean, we kind of talked about all that stuff in the last episode that we did, but there's just something different about really being on mission all the time. Yeah. And not losing it when everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a peace inside of us that we should have that when everybody around us is losing it and going crazy and outraged by all the things that are going on, we should be the person who turns those conversations to Jesus and about Jesus. Because I, I'm not even kidding you guys, I've been in so many places and conversations just within the past couple weeks where people are just angry. And I mean, flat out mad, like they will literally, you know, get heated up about these things in front of you. And you know, they just did that with the last person, you know, whether it be at the grocery store or whatever. Um, And you know, they just did that with the last person while you were in line and now they're doing it with you. And I, I just want to encourage Christians. Why can't we be better than that? Like, seriously, why can't we be better than that? Because what you and I do is we stand there at the grocery store and if the clerk's going off, we're going off. Mm -hmm. That's sin. You should not be, I'm not saying that we're not aware of the things that are happening in our world or any of that, but we should not be involving ourselves where it literally changes our attitude because your attitude is dependent on your joy in the Lord. And that is supposed to be constant. Like, it shouldn't fluctuate. It should not be something that is, oh, well, one day uh, I'm joyful. One day I'm going off at people at the gas station because they won't hurry up. Like, this is not how it's supposed to look. And why can't we as Christians be so much better than that and realize that we are meant to be the people who are looking for ways that we can not only pray for people, but encourage them, give back, help people, serve this is what the church is meant to be. Everyday church. Yeah. And I feel like we did that in the first couple weeks of quarantine, but I think we lost sight of it and then just went with whatever the world was doing because we weren't connected with the community of believers that we're supposed to keep each other accountable for those things, right? That's what's supposed to happen. We're supposed to be the ones who look at each other and say, hey, you need to be better than that. And I need to be better than that. And we encourage and challenge each other in that way. So I want to share a verse with you. I love this verse. I love Timothy because he just lays it flat out and gives it to you. It's 2 Timothy 4, 5. And he says, but you, talking to Christians, right? Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. If that is not a perfect verse for this episode and this topic that we're that we're discussing right now. I don't know what is. Yeah. Keep your head in all situations. Christian, have you done that the past couple weeks, the past couple months of just our world absolutely losing it and being outraged by the different things that are going on? Have you kept your head? 
have you been steady and dependent on Christ and the things that are happening in the world? Like those, those shouldn't change your attitude. Like I just said, are you able to endure hardship? Because I mean, it's true. The things that we're going through now, the things that we're seeing and people talking about and discussing and like, I mean, the human trafficking thing is blowing my mind right now. Abortions being brought up even more. Uh, we have the Black Lives Matter situation. We have the virus. We have, I don't even know, we could go down the list. The wildfires in California, like everybody's just freaking out. And I feel like it's mass chaos. Yeah. Are you able to keep your head in those situations because you have Jesus? And this is a time when, seriously, like, unbelievers are looking at us. Yes. And they are expecting us to be better Mm -hmm. than that. Like Lily said, we should not be the ones going off at people. Exactly. That is not what we're called to do. Yeah. Certainly not what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. And that has just, I don't even know, that has been really getting on my nerves lately, kind of, because, and I'm not saying that we don't do this, like, it is easy to lose your head, but throughout this whole entire thing, and, you know, the little, like, Facebook fights in the comment sections and stuff, like, that is not what we are called to do, and I am sick of people doing it constantly. Yeah, they, no, constantly. They don't even realize I don't think they realize that they're, like, going against what they're supposed to do. I think that a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm speaking the truth. Okay, you might be, but you shouldn't do that on Facebook where you know that there are unbelievers, probably, who are going to, like, discredit you for that, you know? Like, why would we as Christians, especially during this time, why would we risk our credibility with those who are not saved? Yes. Because... I certainly don't want to do that. That is not a chance. That's not a risk that I'm willing to take in the world that we're living in right now. I'm not willing to lose my credibility and my respect with the people who I know who are not saved that I can have an influence on if I do not start fights on my Facebook page or I don't go to work and just start blowing up in the lunchroom um, because I think what I'm saying is truth. It might be. You may be right. But... It doesn't mean that you go to work and blow up at the, in the lunchroom because you have a friend sitting there who doesn't believe and who actually does respect you and will listen to you, but will not listen to you after they see you blow up and act like a dummy. They won't respect you after that. And Christians more than ever need to keep their credibility with those that they know who are not saved yeah. because we have a place and even more than that, we have a purpose to share the gospel in this time, and we should not do anything that risks that with somebody. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be bold and speak truth. Like, I mean, we're being bold with this episode right now. Like, anybody could listen to this, but we want to do it in love. We're speaking this in love because I'm not going to say these hard things and just go, uh, you stink. You're not a good Christian. You're not doing what Jesus wants you to do and then leave you Mm -hmm. because that is what Christians are doing today. We want to be the opposite. Keep your credibility. Be different. Be more than that. Be more than the world and what they are saying and spreading. Because, I mean, watch the news, guys. Everybody's blowing up. Mm -hmm. That's what they're seeing. We have to be the ones who are different and show them that there is peace in this world still. There is good in this world still. 
and we are that good and we don't have to be like them. We can certainly be more than that, way more than that because Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Yeah. And we're the only things that are showing them that that peace that no one has right now. Well, that's what we should be showing them. I'm not saying that that is what we're showing them because a lot of us aren't showing them that. Yeah. But that is what they need. This is why, this is why the suicide percentages have shot through the roof. Exactly. This is why everybody's depressed. This is why everyone has anxiety because they aren't seeing that peace through us. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even know we were going to talk about this. I I don't, (laughs) this wasn't really even a plan, but we just want to remind you that we are the peace in the world. We're the ones that should be restraining the evil and the rage and the hate that is everywhere Mm -hmm. right now. And people are looking to us to do that because unbelievers don't know how to do that. Even if they would want to do that, to stop the riots and the hate Mm -hmm. that is just like, that everyone's experiencing, they don't even know where to start because they don't have that biblical foundation. They are not saved. And so they don't know what Jesus would do in that situation. We do. We know what Jesus would do in that situation. So let's do it. All right. Uh, This is a little bit of a longer episode, but we're going to wrap up in prayer real fast. We hope that you guys liked this episode. Anything else, Lily? I don't know. I guess I would encourage you. I would leave you with this. We are that powerful. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of Christians who, and I sometimes even doubt that, like, wow, I'm really that, that restrainer of evil. Mm -hmm. And, and we don't go about our daily life thinking that. We don't go to work or to school or even at home thinking that we are the ones who have the power to restrain evil. Yeah. Like you can affect the suicide stats in your county right now. You can affect that by restraining it at your workplace. The evil Start your day off with prayer. That'll restrain it. Speak the truth. Show people the love and peace. Pray for them on the spot when they come into you or a friend comes to talk to you about something that's going on at home or whatever. You can be that restrainer and you can be more than the world. You can be better than that by restraining the evil right where you are in your everyday life. You don't have to go to Africa to restrain evil. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go to a different state or even have a podcast or anything. Like, that. that's not where it is. Like, me and Maddie are trying to speak truth and trying to use a platform that we have and praise the Lord for it. But it starts in our everyday lives when we are, you know, going to the store or we are uh, going to church even. You can restrain the evil that wants to overtake us so desperately in this time that we're living in and you do have that power because of jesus he's given us the victory already Mm -hmm. and we know that um we just don't exercise it like we should a lot of times so i guess i would just encourage them with that yeah and we can't restrain the evil in our own power like lily said it only comes from jesus um flowing through us yeah And I think that that's, people can sometimes get it wrong there a lot of the time. I can get it wrong there a lot of the time of thinking that that's me. That's if Mm -hmm. I make the right decision, then yeah, that'll like get this person saved or something. No, Jesus is the restrainer inside of Mm -hmm. you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you, telling you what to say, when to say it, and how to say it also. It's, It's not in our power to be the restrainer. 
it's in Jesus' power. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where we all need to be examining our lives is, are we letting Jesus be that restrainer? Mm-hmm. Or are we trying to be the restrainer? And that's why we're blowing up all the time. Right. I think that that is a major factor is that you try and be nice and you try and tell the truth like a lot Absolutely, and yeah. you're being nice about it and stuff. And then like people aren't listening when you're being nice. So maybe just say it a little bit meaner, say right. it a little bit more intimidating. Nope. That's Mm -hmm. not where it's at. It's through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus. And when you say it the way that the Holy Spirit tells you to say it, when you say it when the Holy Spirit tells you to say it, that's when it makes an impact. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to wrap up in prayer (laughs) since we just had like a mini podcast episode inside the big podcast episode when we said we were going to wrap up, but we're going to end in prayer. So please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day, and I pray that you would help us as Christians to be that restrainer in our world that is, our world is just so full of evil, and there need to be restrainers holding that evil back. I pray that you would just speak through all of us, and that we would say what you want us to say, not what we want to say, and if there are any non-believers listening, I pray that you would just help them to see that in us Christians, that they would see that we are completely in tune with you and your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate just the downloads, the the follows, the everything that you guys do. It is incredible, and we are just blown away by you all's support and just really... Um, just coming back to hear yeah. uh, this hard truth sometimes, but we pray it equips you for that everyday walk, that you have that everyday influence, that you have those people around you, that you can restrain that evil and allow them to see peace and something different. So be more than the world, be better than what they're showing people because, man, they need it so desperately right now. So thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys.